0: Well, hello everyone. Yacht A. This is Crystal Curly. I'm the director of Indigenous Lifeways, and welcome to our Social Justice Fellowship podcast. This is our third episode, and I'm so thankful you guys are able to tune in and listen to our stories and hear what's going on in our great Navajo Nation. And let's go around the room and do our um, AKAs. I I'll switch up my AKA. I'll I was thinking about it the last one, but I'll do a.k.a. Chetchilta Drifter. <laughs> <laughs> um, Zanaba, do you want to go next?
1: Yes, again, Yate, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. And you are hearing from the one and only Indigenous Hippie. And my name is Zanabah. Awesome.
2: Shanika, want to go next? Good evening, everyone. Uh, My name is Shanika Yazi. Again, AKA, it is Sky. No, it is not my native name. It's just SKY for my initials. Mm -hmm. SKY. (laughs) Awesome.
0: Thank you, Shanika. And last but not least, Amber. Hello, everyone. Yeah. It's Amber Yaddy in a AKA Ambo, AKA white supremacy destroyer. Hey, hey. hey. there we go. <laughs> oh, she's locked and loaded over here. Watch out. <laughs> Awesome, well, thank you everyone for tuning in again. Uh, like I said, we're doing highlights of our social justice fellows. We did Ambo Amber, we did Sunaba, AKA Indigenous Hippie. And last but not least, we are highlighting Shanika Yazi, AKA SKY, <laughs> and she is from um, like Sinasti, like Shiprock area. area representing the Northern Agency, keeping it real. (laughs) And Shanika, if you want to just introduce yourself a little bit more, talk about who you are, what you represent.
2: Good evening. Um, Yeah, like I said, my name is Shanika. Like Crystal mentioned, I am from Shiprock. grew up there, but was, um, I went to school from fourth grade to my senior year in Kirtland. Um, So only a couple of years ago was when I really got involved with my community. Um, My dad's side of the family is from Sanasti or Seth Nasti from um, New Mexico. I spent most of my childhood there. Um, My parents would drop me off on the weekends and come back for me when school started again. Um, and then in the summertime, we would spend our summers up in the Cheska Mountains with my auntie. Um, I also have two boys, a nine-year-old and a four-year-old, um, Ian and Skyler. They're a huge part of my life and um, I also live at home with my family and my um, my partner in crime, Michael. Today marks his 57th day um, living on the reservation. Welcome <laughs> back home. Yes. <laughs> um, right now I work full time with um, Johns Hopkins, um, Center for Native American um, Health and I also go to school part-time for public health and then um, joined a fellow, been here for about two years.
0: Thank you, Shanika. Um, It's just such an amazing, like it's a whole nother world up there. Living in Sanasti, living in Shiprock and Kirtland, you know, it's a whole, it's totally different. (laughs) even where Amber's from, where Xenobus uh, from, and even where I'm from, you know, we all come from like different areas. And how was life like, like, in Sanasti, like, growing up there?
2: It was, um, it was definitely different. Uh, you know, we would make special trips to the store. Um, the little store down in Sanasti, which is now closed, Um, It served as a post office and, you know, we get all our goods from there, but now we have to drive, I believe it's like an extra 20 minutes out of Sanasti to the nearest gas station. Um, When I did grow up with my cousins and um, my aunties and my grandma, so that was different from being at home um, because my parents always worked and they always left us with either my mom's mom or, um, you know, my dad's side of the family. So I grew up being raised by my grandparents a lot. Um, And it was different because we would go to one sheep camp um, north of my grandma's house and then we would go up the canyon or drive up the mountains and you Know it's been like a couple of days for to a couple of weeks up there. Um, but it was fun, it was great being around my grandparents a lot.
0: Wow, and what a change just within like one generation from the store! And like, and so Nasty is off the road, like, you have to travel. Like How far is it off from the 491 like freeway?
2: It's like, uh, I believe it's about a good. Mm, maybe 15 to 20 minute drive um from off it's the far. highway mm-hmm. yeah and to not even have a store
0: like <laughs> now that's really like something else like that's another like thing to worry about um and where is that store located
2: I'm like trying to like wow I didn't even know that <laughs> the um the one that's closed now is that the one you're yeah. asking? About? Oh, yeah. yeah, so it's um, it's right before you go down the hill into Sanasti, you have to take a dirt road and it goes down across the wash um, and it's still sitting there. Um, I remember my grandpa used to take us a lot. Um, we would get like ice cream and um, they would even buy their school there. So um, there is a lot of you know, they got a lot of things from that, grocery, that little grocery store. Wow. That is so awesome.
0: Like, just the memories, you know, just having that opportunity to be with your grandpa and your cousins and your family and something you didn't have, like, living with your parents, you know, it's so, like it's so different when you're able to like joke around with your cousins and like bond with them. It's like make those memories, like those last like forever, like those res memories (laughs) and all the games and jokes and everything. Um, I'm wondering like what got you into public health? What encouraged you to to take that role?
2: Well, I, um, at first I started out with um, working in AmeriCorps in Shiprock, and we got to work, um, at community events and help with a lot of, um, like wellness events that happen in the community. And I got to work alongside with some community leaders and just kind of hear people speak more. And I was really inspired by, um, one of my good friends. Um, she, works in the public health field and now she's um now she got her doctorates and it's been really inspiring to you know kind of watch her over the years and also um kind of getting to know the roles behind um the community members you know we have like our just move it you know i didn't know like the surveys they took or you know we, the surveys we took on the piece of paper um you know, just kind of went all into a big data collection. And, um, you know, I think my community in Shippard revolves a lot around um, public health and uh, wellness. So I just wanted, you know, to support my community. And now that this pandemic has happened, I think public health service is really helpful. And um, I support a lot of the work that are, Um, community members are doing now.
0: Yeah, it's so, it's so important. It's so important that you have like those role models that you can look up to and have that type of guidance because it's, it's really hard to find good role models like that, especially someone who's getting their doctorate. Like, that is so awesome you have someone to like hey what what's the next step after I get my bachelor's (laughs) And like what is the next step after that and what um jobs are out there especially in public health and what a um field to be in especially right now because you were already in public health before the pandemic started right like you're already interested yeah so it's like now it's like full blown, everyone's all about public health and it's the future, you know, making sure that we have data, seeing the links in from uh, the community to the land, the environment, how it affects us. is such a um, holistic way of looking at things, especially in public health. Um, I was wondering, how did you figure out about the fellowship?
2: It's been such a long two years that I um I had to kind of sit here and think about, you know, how I came into the fellowship. Um I believe it was through Facebook. I think that's where I first saw it. Um, and I was just kind of reading through. And at the time I was going into environmental health. And I've always heard my um my auntie and Sanasi talk about um you know, doing environmental health work. And she always talked about the uranium up in the canyons. And, um, you know, at the time, uh, my family was going through a really hard time with um, losing my grandpa and due to lung cancer. And um, I never really knew why that had happened or how my family was affected by uranium. so I just wanted to learn more and just bring back to my community and just kind of get more education and share more resources, um, especially for my family.
0: Wow, what a task to take on um, for your family. You know, that responsibility of getting an education and sacrificing and going out there and getting these resources and bringing it back. and. And especially under the circumstances of losing your your grandpa, you know, that's um, so unfortunate that you had to pass in that way. And and then after that, you know, talking about the effects and how it, how we got to that point, you know, and that, that those com- those hard conversations with your family afterwards, you know, it's really, um, it really does impact us. And it's, it's something else. And I'm really... I'm going to wear something else, eh? (laughs) Um, But it's, um, ah, to take on that role, you know, to be like, I'm going to figure out what happened to my grandpa. Mm -hmm. I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to make a change. Like that takes a lot of guts and a lot of bravery, a lot of courage um, to do that. And especially like pretty much in the honor of your grandfather. And um that's wow I'm like speechless like that is really incredible
2: it is and I I um I knew this fellowship was in Gallup and I knew what I was getting myself into um so I like I said I live in Shiprock and so I have to at the time before the pandemic commute um from Shiprock to Gallup which was fine and um I know the the very very first meeting was um, amazing because we got to have our first meeting in this cool little space, you know, here in Gallup. Um, you know, it was great meeting everyone, hearing everyone's story and um, spending a whole day together. And a lot has changed since the pandemic. And I'm, you know, really happy to be doing these podcasts. And I think in this little short... Um, you know, podcast episodes, I'm learning a lot more about everyone than I have in the past two years with all of you.
0: Like we finally have a time to
2: like talk about each other
0: (laughs) and talk about (laughs) ourselves, right? so too, for like so long for like these past two years we've just been like I feel like we've just been like in warrior mode like what can we do to like gain our skills it's just like getting arrows in the bat in our backpack like what can I do and now it's just like wait who who are we <laughs> and like how do we all come together because we are like If people don't know, like, the Navajo Nation, like, we are so spread out. Like, we represent literally three or two states right now with AMBO over here from from Arizona to Shanika, already, like, pretty much borderline, like, Colorado, and then me and Zennibar down here, like, in the south, like, in Gallup area. And between all the distances, I think maybe the radius is, I don't know, maybe 300 mile radius to 150 mile radius, or I don't know, but it's a, it's a long drive from Gallup to Shiprock. It's like maybe an hour and a half or so drive, I'm thinking. And then from, I mean, that's, that's a big commitment that you have made to this fellowship. And when I first met you, Shanika, I'm like, oh, we have someone coming from, from Shiprock. And then when Amber came, I'm like, we have someone coming from Cleggotown. And I'm like, what is going on? But it just shows like the dedication that all women here on this circle here, on this podcast, the dedication that you guys have to find resources, to like search for them online or through family or, you know, however you came to this circle, like it, you made a choice a commitment for literally the past two years and I'm just so thankful that you have committed your time to be with us Shaninka and the your story is so powerful what you've gone through you and your family um it's it's it really is like a, a whole journey. And we're continuing to learn learn from each other, learn different tasks. And um, this little bit of time that we have left, uh, Zinnabha or Amber, did you have any um, comments or questions for Shanika? Uh, I just have a quick comment. It's really awesome that you're pursuing public health It's just really
2: awesome to meet, have met all of
0: you.
1: That's my quick comment. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. Thank you, Amber. I have a a quick question. Um, I love the whole world of public health and environmental health. And um, my graduate research got accepted to be presented at the National Indian Health Board Tribal Public Health Summit, Um, actually, this week, not next week. Um, I think one question you mentioned your background with environmental health and public health and I've I've been to many conferences and trainings in the public health world and in the environmental health world but it always seems the issues they're discussing they never connect it like there's no connection with how climate change is affecting um, you know our health as indigenous peoples and um, connecting COVID-19 back to it's not just affecting our human health, it's affecting environmental health. You know, these pandemics they're coming from, um, you know, that's mother earth's way of responding to her this ongoing mistreatment and abuse. And that's how I, I think of these pandemics is she's she's teaching humans a lesson like, hey, I'm gonna wake up and let everything out if, if you continue to treat me this way. So I just wonder if there's any connections you've made between um. The, those two worlds of health. Oh,
2: that's such a good question, son Um, I do, I do see a connection. Um, and I'm still in my um, I'm still learning. You know, the backgrounds of public health and environmental health, but I do definitely agree with what you say. Um, you know, I think that. COVID has really changed, you know, um,
1: what we use in
2: our environment and d- pollution has definitely gone down um, since the pen- pandemic has started, um, but I'm going to have to think more about your question. <laughs> I'm sorry, don't have to no, answer good answer for you right now. That's too deep so for me. <laughs>
0: with the questions. The hard questions. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, like usual, we like to end our podcast with a call to action or, you know, just an, an affirmation, positive affirmation for our audience. Um, Shanika, what
2: is your call to action
0: for our relatives that are listening? Um, so
2: my call to action is um, something that stuck out to me. You know, the past week is to talk to your family members about your family's history. You will definitely find out a lot of things that you didn't know about. Um, you know, especially your clans. You know, find out your clans, um, your family name, where it comes from. Um, that's some. That's definitely something that. Um, has surprised me, you know, this past month.
0: That is such a good, a good action to do is to learn who you are, learn your clans, learn your lineage, where you come from, um, family stories, document it as much as you can, take pictures, record your elders. Like it's so important to get that history because once it's lost, It's so hard to figure out what your story is. So right on, Shaninka. Dang, bringing it home. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us for our third podcast. And we'll be back for episode four. Woo! -hmm. Hikone, everyone.
1: Hikone.
0: (laughs) Hikone.